You can get this full audiobook for free on Amazon, by clicking on the link in the description. Is brought to you, by the book guide. Heat, that infiltrates the windows, and warms her brown skin, even in late March. Her alarm buzzes, as the champagne bubble dream pops. Grace wakes in Las Vegas, instead of her apartment in Portland, and she groans. She's still in last night's clothes, ripped high-waisted jeans, and a cropped white bride t-shirt she didn't pack. The bed is warm, which isn't surprising. But as Grace moves, shifts, and tries to remember how to work her limbs, she notices it's a different kind of warm. The bed, the covers, the smooth cotton pillowcase beside her is body warm, sleep warm. The hotel bed smells like sea salt and spell herbs, the kind people cut up and put in tea, in bottles, soaking into oil and sealed with a little chant. It smells like kitchen magic. She finds the will to roll over into the warm patch. Her memories begin to trickle in from the night before, like a movie in Rewind. There were bright lights and two sweet drinks and one club after another. There was a girl with rose-pink cheeks and pitch-black hair and, yes, sea salt and sage behind her ears and over the soft, veiny parts of her wrists. Her name clings to the tip of Grace's tongue, but does not pull free. The movie in Grace's head fast forwards. The girl's hand stayed clutched in hers for the rest of the night. Her mouth was pretty pink. She clung to Grace's elbow and whispered, Stay with me. When Agnes and Jimena decided to go back to the hotel, Stay with me, she said. And Grace did. Follow me, she said, like Grace was used to doing. Follow your alarm. Follow your schedule. Follow your rubric. Follow your graduation plan. Follow a salt and sage girl through a city of lights and find yourself at the steps of a church. Maybe it wasn't a church. It didn't seem like one. A place with fake flowers and red carpet and a man in a white suit. A dressed-up priest. Two girls giggled through champagne bubbles and said, yes. Grace covers her eyes and sees it play out. Jesus, she mutters, sitting up suddenly and clutching the sheets to keep herself steady. She gets up, knees wobbling. Get it together, Grace Porter. Her throat is dry and her tongue sticks to the roof of her mouth. You are hungover. Whatever you think happened didn't happen. She looks down at her T-shirt and lets out a shaky screech into her palms. It couldn't have happened, because you are smart and organized and careful. None of those things would lead to a wedding. A wedding? Didn't happen, she murmurs trying to make up the bed. It's a fruitless task, but making up the bed makes sense, and everything else doesn't. She pulls at the sheets, 
and free things float to the floor like feathers. A piece of hotel-branded memo paper, a business card, a photograph. Grace picks up the glossy photograph first. It is perfectly rectangular, like someone took the time to cut it carefully with scissors. In it, the plastic church from her blurry memories. The church with its wine-colored carpet and fake flowers. There is no Elvis at this wedding, but there is a priest with slicked back hair and rhinestones around his eyes. In it, Grace is tall and brown and narrow, and her gold, spiraling curls hang past her shoulders. She is smiling brightly. It makes her face hurt now to know she can smile like that, can be that happy surrounded by things she cannot remember. Across from her, their hands intertwined, is the girl. In the picture, her cheeks are just as rose pink.